This podcast is intended for healthcare professionals. The information presented is for general educational purposes only and should not be used as professional medical advice or for the diagnosis or treatment of medical conditions. The views and opinions expressed do not represent the views and opinions of our employer or any affiliated institution. Expressed opinions are based on scientific facts under certain conditions and subject to certain assumptions and should not be used or relied upon for any other purpose, including but not limited to the diagnosis or treatment of medical conditions or in any legal proceeding. Full terms and conditions can be found at portablebeads.com. And now onto the episode. All right, guys, welcome back to Portable Peds, the pediatric board review podcast. This episode is going to kick off our month on immunodeficiency, and we're going to start off with humoral immunodeficiency. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan. Hey, guys. So let's go ahead and dive right in. A two-year-old male presents to your primary care office for a well-child check. He has been lost to follow-up since he was nine months old. The child's mother would like a referral to ENT because she believes that he has had frequent ear infections and needs ear tubes placed. Upon further questioning, she notes that he has had at least six ear infections in the past year. She also reports that he has been treated twice for pneumonia. He has been attending a home daycare since his first birthday. Family history is notable for a maternal uncle who required frequent antibiotics for infections when he was younger, and mom notes that he now frequently receives some sort of IV medication to help. She also believes that one of her great uncles passed away from a lung infection when he was a young child. What is the most likely underlying cause of this child's diagnosis? A, frequent viral infections, B, an accentuation of a physiologic nadir of immunoglobulins, C, a block in the development from pre-B cell to mature B cell, D, failure of B cells to terminally differentiate into plasma cells that secrete IgA, or E, impaired B cell differentiation with defective immunoglobulin production. Take a couple seconds and think about your answer. All right, so if you're not quite ready, go ahead and pause the podcast, but if not, we'll go ahead and jump right into our answer choices. So the correct answer is answer C, a block in the development from pre-B cell to mature B cell. This question is intended to highlight some of the important points about immunodeficiency. Before we get to the right answer, let's talk about some immunology basics and why answer choice A, frequent viral infections, is incorrect. While children can have frequent viral infections, especially around the time they start daycare or school, There were several features of this question that pointed toward immunodeficiency. So let's go over a couple situations in which you should suspect an immunodeficiency. The first is recurrent infections. When you think about recurrent infections, think six or more new infections in one year, recurrent tissue or abscesses, and then two or more pneumonias or serious sinus infections in a single year. The second is the diagnosis of opportunistic infections. Some buzzwords to think about are pneumocystis giovechii pneumonia, Pseudomonas sepsis, and invasive infections with Neisseria species. The third situation is the case of severe infections. Some examples include infections that are treated with two or more months of appropriate antibiotics with little improvement, sepsis without a known risk factor, pneumonia with empyema, and resistant oral candidiasis. Some others to think about that don't fall into a separate category include failure to thrive, a family history of immunodeficiency or early death, lymphopenia in infancy, and complications from live vaccines. Similarly, answer choice B, an accentuation of the physiologic nadir of immunoglobulins, is also incorrect. 
All infants undergo a physiologic hypogammagobulinemia around three to six months of age as maternal antibodies are lost. While IgG levels can take two to four years to return to normal, the recurrent infections typically resolve by nine to 15 months of age. In this question stem, the patient had recurrent infections and there are clues pointing to a family history of immunodeficiency. This patient merits further workup and their infections cannot be blamed on a virus or the accentuation of a transient hypogammagobulinemia of infancy. Now, what about the other answer choices, Ryan? Answer choices C to E refer to various deficiencies of the adaptive immune deficiency. If you're curious about the innate immune deficiencies, don't worry, we'll talk about that in our third episode of the month, two episodes from now. But right now, adaptive immune system, specifically deficiencies of humoral immunity. Now, remember that the immune system is broken down into innate and adaptive immunity. Innate immunity is the first line of defense and is less specific. So when you think innate immunity, you think phagocytic cells, natural killer cells, toll-like receptor cells, and complement. And adaptive immunity, on the other hand, is highly specific. So when you think about adaptive immunity, you think of B cells, T cells, and immunoglobulins, normally made by plasma cells. So humoral immunity deals primarily with B cells and the antibody response. And the three disorders we'll discuss here are X-linked or Bruton's A-gamma globulinemia, IgA deficiency, and common variable immunodeficiency, also known as CVID. So let's start with our correct answer, which is X-linked or Burton's A-gamma globulinemia. As the name implies, and as we see in our question stem, this disorder is inherited in an X-linked fashion due to a mutation in the Burton's tyrosine kinase, or BTK gene. Infections seen in this disorder are due to severe depletion of all immunoglobulin types, secondary to a block in the maturation of B cells. While there is a lack of mature B cells in the peripheral blood, the number and function of T cells, however, is normal. Lymphoid tissue in these patients is often hypoplastic. The infections most commonly associated with X-linked A-gamma globulinemia include chronic enteroviral infections and infections with encapsulated bacteria, such as Streptococcus pneumoniae and Haemophilus influenza. These patients are treated with monthly IVIG replacement. The second disorder of humoral immunity to chat about is selective IgA deficiency, which is characterized by low serum concentrations of IgA, while other immunoglobulin isotypes are present in normal concentrations. This is the most common immunodeficiency, and it can have a variety of presentations ranging from asymptomatic to any combination of the following. So the first is atopic disease with allergic rhinitis, eczema, and asthma. The second is frequent respiratory infections, including pneumonia, sinusitis, bronchitis, and otitis. The third is chronic diarrhea or Giardia lamblia infections. And the final possibility is autoimmune or rheumatologic disorders, including celiac. So treatment includes management of infections, as currently there is not an effective way to replace IgA. It's also important to keep in mind that these patients must receive washed red blood cells or red blood cells from IgA-deficient donors, as there's a risk of anaphylactic reactions due to the presence of antibodies directed against IgA. Now, Liz, you want to close us out with CVID? Sure. So to get into our last deficiency of humoral immunity, we're going to discuss common variable immunodeficiency, or CVID. This is due to impaired B-cell differentiation secondary to T-cell dysfunction, which leads to defective immunoglobulin production. While this disorder also leads to a decreased levels of all immunoglobulin isotopes, the number of B and T-cells is normal. Additionally, CVID normally presents in the second or third decade of life, in contrast to the younger presentation of X-linked A-gamma globulinemia, which was seen in this question stem. While there most likely is a genetic basis to CVID, it doesn't follow an X-linked pattern of inheritance, and we don't actually know what the current genetic basis is. 
Presentations of CVID include respiratory infections caused by Haemophilus influenza, Moraxilla cateralis, and Streptococcus pneumoniae. GI infections caused by Giardia lamblia and Campylobacter jejuni are also common, as well as autoimmune disorders. These patients will have diminished titers to childhood immunizations. Most commonly, titers to diphtheria and tetanus are the ones that are low. These kiddos should also be treated with monthly IVIG. Well, I think that wraps up humoral immunodeficiency for today. So if you like what you hear, go ahead and visit our website, portablepeds.com, or check us out on social media at Portable Peds. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye.